The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Brett King. It's time for episode 92 of The Boys of Tech for Monday, 15 November 2010. Your hosts are Edwin Herman, that's me, and Brett King. Welcome along, Brett. Howdy. Brett, you went to see a movie today. I did indeed. Second movie in two days. See, oh, well, there you go. You're, you're a movie buff. That's that's normal. Well, <laughs> first two movies in three months. Oh, is that? What did you, what did you go and see? Uh, yesterday I saw a mystery movie. Uh, ratings. That mystery movie turned out to be Monsters, which had some pretty cool monsters, not enough of them, and they didn't do enough. So out of <laughs> 10? Out of 10? Uh, maybe a 5. If I'm generous. Very cool monsters, though. And then today? Uh, Risen Evil Afterlife in 3D. Brilliant. Oh, 3D. Yep. I Great haven't seen movie. a 3D movie for a long time. <laughs> you should go to movies more often. Oh, I should. They do lots of kids' movies in 3D. You take the little ones along. Yeah, that could work. I'll have to start doing that. Tell you what, on the panel joining us this week, we've got Cameron Colley, formerly from Groggle, now from a new name which we'll talk about very soon. Welcome along, Cameron. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. That's our pleasure. Now, Cameron, when we last talked to you, you were, well, I guess Google weren't too happy with you, were they? No, no, Google, Google never seemed to be happy with me at all. Yeah, that's because you took a, a name well, that they kind of thought was a bit like Google. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, I had a, uh, an alcohol, uh, like a search engine's probably pushing it. Um, we, had a, we were intending to, to launch a website called Groggle, and it's basically, you know, searching for alcohol in your local area, and it would provide you with the cheapest price and details on where to get it. And we were going to call it Groggle, but um, when we went to trademark it, uh, Google said, uh, no, you're not. So you went into this uh, long sort of argy-bargy back and forth, didn't you, with, with Google? It was, it was big time argy-bargy. There was lawyers involved and everything, and uh, yeah. So to cut to the chase, what's the upshot of it all? Well, we've settled with them, and basically we're now going to be referred to as Drinkle. Drinkle, Drinkle. yeah. Yes. That's a good name too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm liking it. Yeah, yeah, Drinkle. Cool. You obviously, yes. I, I can tell that you obviously preferred Groggle because that's what you went for first, but... well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was just the funniest one to us because, you know, we thought it was kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek and we thought that was kind of kind of cute and we thought it would work, but we had no time to be think Google would really think that this little startup from Australia would, would be a problem, but apparently not. Well, there you go. <laughs> apparently they did. Yes. <laughs> so Drinkle. So Drinkle.com, is that right? Drinkle.com, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, tell you what, I've noticed you've used the, the same kind of theme as, as you did for when you had Groggle. So it's just, it's basically, as far as people are concerned, on the outside, just a name change, isn't it? Pretty much. That's all it is. I mean, it really isn't anything else. In fact, if you didn't know any different and you went back to the site, you'd probably think you were just looking at the same thing. It looks identical, really, apart from that word. Then there's a, a slight, you know, there's a D instead of a G in, in the logo. That's it. You're at a point now where I guess you can get the ball rolling again. So what's going to happen next? Exactly. Uh, thankfully, we're now back where we were six months ago before 
we were doing all, you know, doing a winding up of all of our due diligence and getting trademarks finished before we can go out and, and talk to retailers <laughs> and distributors and stuff. And so now we've actually back to that spot again. So uh, next week I'll be um, contacting some of the larger retailers around here. We've got a few chain stores and distributors and whatnot. So I'll be hitting them up and, and getting the ball rolling again. Good one. Cool. Is it too early to ask what, what sort of time frame we're looking for for sort of well, I was, when it's know, ready I was really, to? Yeah, basically it was meant to be done by this Christmas. I mean, that was what we were, you know, we were aiming for this year. That's not going to happen now. So we're probably looking at early next year. Okay, right. Uh, so you're going to move reasonably fast on this. Well, I mean, as I said, the technology is sitting there ready to go. It's just a matter of we need the data to go in there. So we're going to talk to the people that have the data, uh, get them testing it out, seeing what they like and don't like, and yeah, rolling forward. So you're not doing the coding on this, are you? Oh, hell no. You've got a business partner who does all the... I can't even do HTML. No, I'm just an ideas guy. (laughs) Okay. I I just come up with ideas and get people who can make those ideas happen into reality. (laughs) And so who's your code monkey? (laughs) <laughs> my code monkey is a chimp called Alec Doughty and I've had him for a couple of years now <laughs> are, we, are, we, are we allowed to talk about him like this is he going to be listening yeah, yeah he will he'll love it he'll think it's great he'll apologies be, in advance be, Alec he will be throwing old bananas at me from the corner of the room <laughs> Jump, jumping up and down waving his arms above his head <laughs> alright be careful now because this, this could be the end of drink I can see it happening now <laughs> So he's a fast coder. Yeah, no, he's been great. We've um, yeah, we've, we've we've done some moves on leaps and bounds lately. I mean, and especially with the almost the six months off has given us a good time to reflect and go, okay, you know, what else can we do? What other features can we add? We've got time here. We might as well use it to the best of our, you know, things that we sort of put off and thought, look, let's just launch and we'll we'll do we'll roll that out when when things are happening. It's like we've actually managed to keep the car in the garage a bit longer, polish it a bit more do some more fine tweaking, add a few couple of features that weren't going to exist when we initially rolled out. So all in all, it's probably been for the better. So far, we've actually talked a lot about the company and the, the problems with the, the trademark that you had earlier when you were using Groggle. But what we haven't really asked you about much is the, I guess, on the inside. So how did, how did you know Alec? Basically, Alec and I met just through mutual friends. My wife actually used to live with, she used to be in a share house with Alec and his friends. Oh, Okay. I kind of knew him and then I got to know him better through her. And then when I needed, when I came up with this idea and I needed someone who could, who could work on it, he was the person I went to. Okay. Yeah. Is the banana bill quite high? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty high. I mean, it, it depends. I mean, sometimes it's peanuts, sometimes it's bananas. It's, it's, you know. <laughs> but yeah. All right. So Cameron, right now the, the site is live. You've registered the domains. And so what happens if you go to drinkle.com right now? Uh, basically, there's a there's an email catcher there, and people can uh, register their interest there, and we can uh, send them out an email and let them know when we're going to be launching in their local area. Good one. Sounds awesome. Excellent. Now, actually, thanks to you, Cameron, I do have to also mention they're bringing to our attention the story on Facebook's supposed webmail or email service that they're going to bring out, so the rumor goes. Yes, yes. It looks pretty interesting. It appears that Facebook could be bringing out what's being called as a Gmail killer. And I imagine they're calling it a Gmail killer given the, uh, the 500 million users of Facebook. Well, you know, I, th- uh, I think they could pull this off. You know, they, as you say, 500 million users, they could easily pull this off. Because, yeah. you know, at the moment, isn't Facebook kind of a, a way of keeping in touch with people already? That's what people use? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, to, for a lot of people, Facebook is the internet. That's where they're getting their news from. That's how they're talking to people. That's how they're keeping up. Most people, I know a lot of people really just use Facebook as email. They, they sort of forget to log on to their old, you know, Hotmail or Gmail or whatever they had. 
that's not not me, but yeah, I know how a lot of people seem to. Uh, well, there seem to be a lot of uh, late adopters to the internet. You know, the sort of people who sort of come along lately have just suddenly got this, this Facebook account because everyone else has got one, and suddenly that's that's their portal in, onto the internet. They don't seem to any links that they get, anything they send, anything they share. It's all within this sort of closed garden of Facebook. So I'm imagining if they bring out some sort of external email to bring things from outside of Facebook in, people are never going to leave Facebook. It will basically be the internet. They've already got a, a messaging system though, haven't they, in, in, in Facebook? Uh, they have a chat. Uh, yeah, they have, they have a messaging. The chat thing. Yeah. So, so it's, all in, it's all internal to the website. There's no, it's not like you can use an IM client as far as I'm aware. No. no right, you and can't. you certainly wouldn't be able to pop or IMAP to it or, or, or anything no. like that. No. So if this rumor is true, I, I guess uh, what they're saying is that Facebook is going to have a fully fledged email system that, as you say, is not just internal to the site that sort of interacts mm-hmm. like email does you know, globally, and yeah, will probably just, have a, a webmail interface as well. Possibly, yeah. If not, you just well, almost you know, certainly webmail. Most, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking They'd at the interface to, yeah. now on their on their message system, and you do it. You know, has a, it's um, the two and the subject and the message, but you can attach both a link, a video, or a photo. Which is not, not too bad for an internal messaging uh, system. Hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting because how many, you know, Google's already got Gmail and how many million users are on Gmail, do you reckon? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether it'd be 500 million. Quite a few. Yeah. And yeah, email space is, is an interesting space because people will get their email, their first email, and that will be the address that they cling to. No matter how many other places offer them email or you know, other services they use, they do tend to cling to their first email addresses. They are the email address that their friends know them by. They're not going to want to give those things up. So even though Facebook does have 500 million users, those 500 million users already have email addresses that they use for all of their their stuff. And it's how many of those 500 million users are going to want to switch to a different email address, especially if there is a name grab if nobody's actually gone onto their Facebook account and assigned themselves a name and it's just using whatever was the previous default, then yeah, there's... So can you, can, let's just explain this to, to our listeners so that you can choose a name, like a short code or something? Yeah, yeah. So that you could type in www.facebook.com slash and then the name and it will go straight to that user's site, that user's Facebook page. Right, and that can be anything, right? You, it's it's kind of like... Oh yeah, in, in the... In, so far, it can be has been you know whatever you wanted as long as nobody else has got it. But if they come out with an email address and that email address is something that Facebook users want to tie to their Facebook account, then there's going to be a bit of a grab. So, Cameron, you were speculating that uh, you know some time ago when they brought that feature out, yes, that they yes. that sort of raised your eyebrows, thinking, oh, maybe they're going to be bringing out an email or something. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I, I just thought that was an interesting way to bring in a unique identifier for each account as opposed to just having names that, you know, obviously when you've got 500 million people around the world, you're going to have a lot of John Smiths or or Jason Williams or, or whatever. So I suddenly think, well, you know, why were they doing that? And in the back of my mind, I thought, wow, they brought this in as some sort of unique identifier for email. So, you know, they did the big land grab, everyone grabbed what they could. People with the same name couldn't have the same identifier at the end. That's one way of narrowing it down and, and looking to uh, to launch. So someone will get Cameron and someone else will get Cameron 92 or Cameron Correct. Yeah. 12 yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm. But then those people who end up getting stuck with you know Cameron 92 will probably stick with their previous email, which might have just been Cameron. Oh, yeah, if they're lucky enough, yeah. 
Yeah. So if they've got a better email address as their previous one, I don't think they're going to switch. Email space is just so hard to broach. We have the, mm. the same thing at university. Every student gets an email address and that email address stays with them forever. But the emails that people will tell you to contact them on will be their Yahoo's, their Hotmail's, their Gmail's. There's the, all of those ones still exist. There are all ones still people use. That was their first email address. It's the one that they use for everything. It's one that all their friends know them by. So yeah, it's very hard to get people to use another email address. See, I mean, I had a, even I had if you give it to them for free. Yeah. See, I had a Yahoo address for many years, and then once Gmail came out, I said, "Oh, I'm not going back to that." So I just told everyone, please. Mm. Please change. I, I've got to change it. I've kept my Gmail account now for, for like forever. I quite like I, the Yahoo interface, though. Really? I, yeah. I I was looking. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't use any of these. I'm a bit weird like that. I don't have Facebook. In fact, I don't use the internet. But um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that last bit. You're, you're the right person to have a, a tech podcast. to tell you what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> What's this internet thing? Yeah. It's only a fan. It'll be over soon. It'll be over soon. <laughs> Indeed, it's a series of tubes, isn't it? <laughs> or or as, the, as, as Homer said, the internet is that thing still around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, look, just I, I don't use them all, so I'm not familiar with them. But I, I did it. Because you know, you've got your app, own email. What's that? Because you I'm always not, do things your own way. I do, I, you have own email. I'm special. That's right. No, no, but I. I have seen the interface of all, all the, you know, the three big ones: Yahoo, Gmail, and, and Hotmail slash whatever, when, whatever Microsoft are calling their system now. Mm. Uh, whatever they seem to change it on a monthly basis. Yes, uh, no, but yeah, I, I was impressed by Yahoo's interface. It's just nice and clean and yet functional. Mm. I don't know. I was I was impressed by Gmail's interface when it first came out. Well, yeah. But it's uh, as with all of these systems, as they they stick around for a while, they just sort of gather. Flotsam. <laughs> mm, they they <laughs> date, don't they? Which don't don't need to, which you may or may not care about, and they just clutter up the rest of the space. But the customizability of Gmail's was made me stick with my Gmail account. Yeah. By the way, we're talking about the uh, the user base. Uh, Gmail is fifty million. So fifty million. Yeah, a tenth the size of Facebook users. Mm-hmm. So even, so, even, but I don't Facebook, think Facebook would get anywhere near their 500 million users as 500 million email users too. No, but if they got t- 10% of them, that's 50. That's that's an equal competitor to Gmail instantaneously. So that's interesting. Uh, these actually these are old old numbers now. Actually, I think Gmail's grown. That that's actually a couple of years old now. Well, yeah, it will be quite drastically different. But well, <laughs> I don't know. Will it? Mm. Haven't most people who want Gmail got Gmail? Or was that just a, a really naive thing to say? I don't know. <laughs> what kind of people are still signing up to Hotmail because they just don't have a clue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Although, Hotmail. yeah. You know, Microsoft have tried to drop that name Hotmail for a long time, but uh, it's still... Hotmail, Hotmail is the ghetto of, of the internet. It really is. Like, oh, there are a lot of people who still cling to their Hotmail, uh, Hotmail emails, which yeah, is why they can't get rid of the name, even though it's now called like Live or something, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's live. Still, yeah, colloquially termed as Hotmail. Yeah, 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 yeah. I call it Hotmail as well. Yeah. And, it's, and the, it's the Hotmail it's the of the internet. It's with a great well, unwashed go. It is. It really is. And it's just spam and just Viagra and you know, <laughs> penis enlarges everywhere. That's all it is. <laughs> with the occasional email from mum. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget Aunt Betty as well. That's yes. it. That's it. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. And actually, by the way, have you looked through your uh, your signups, the people that have asked to be notified when, you know, Drinkle goes live? Have you 
Have you noticed what the biggest user base there is? Is it Hotmail or what is oh, it? Oh, we, we get a lot of, this is a lameidea.com and stuff like that. We, we get, we've had oh, a really? Few, so people are putting uh, fake yeah, stuff yeah. in there? They do. I think to see what happens. I think people just put stuff in to see what happens if I happen to hit send. Like, will it roll over to a new page or will I get to see something else? Which it doesn't. It just says thank you. You should put an but, Easter egg in there or something. Maybe, yeah. If you have the yeah. word idea in, in the domain name or something or bad idea or stupid yeah. or something like that and it comes um, up with a little, I don't know. Well, no, if it doesn't resolve. <laughs> well, you, yeah. you'll get a lot of those. Yeah, well, I suppose it doesn't matter, though. I don't know. It's up to you. Really. I mean, I mean, you're probably looking at only 10 or 20% of, of you know, it seems mm. to, not so much blank, but I'll just put, they like putting uh, legal at google.com. It's like, yeah, that's really fun. <laughs> yeah, no, the yeah. first time it would have been, but, you know, the, the, the other 120 times, it's like, Probably exactly. like, yeah. Yeah. I've kind of seen yeah. it before. Yeah. And my friend's putting CameronSucks.com and stuff in there. It's always funny. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. There'll always be people that try those things. So, but just, uh, you know, are there lots of, is it mostly Gmail or, or Hotmail or what? It's hard to say because, it, because it's broken internationally, the story. There's just a lot of completely random type. If you want, I'll, I can, you know. If you want to do a follow-up next week or something, I'm more than happy to go through and do a filter out and we can suss it out. Because we've got like close on four or 5,000 emails. Okay, received. that's a good number. That's a, yeah, so a, that, good, that's a good number to do an, an assessment from. So yeah, yeah I'll look into see what we can come up with. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. That will, yeah. We'll do that. Indeed. All right. So <laughs> we've done that story. <laughs> Shall we move on? Excellent. Okay. Now, the Royal Navy website was attacked by Romanian hackers. Did you see that? Yes, by a relatively well-known Romanian hacker, Tincode. Yeah, and he he's he's got a bit of a you know good track record. One a week for the last year, pretty much. Yes, wow, pretty that's, much. That's good. Yeah, but he's he's mainly just a showboater. He does it because he can, and he does it to show that he can. He doesn't do anything malicious. He hasn't caused a lot of damage. See, that's, uh, that's he good. hasn't put in redirects to malicious websites or any of that sort of stuff. He's mainly just a showboater. We should have had him on the show. Because mm. <laughs> he'd be so easy to track down and get on the show. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no, but maybe not. He'd have his voice going through one of those vocoders. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it sound like, sound like we're talking to Darth Vader. We'll exactly. get him to do a live yeah. hack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's now no boys of tech.com. <laughs> yeah, he'd hack our site. That's what he'd do for a joke. Yes. And uh, yeah, in fact, uh, I hope well, he's not listening. giving him ideas. Jeez. Yes, okay. Let's, let's carry on, but... Anyway, I think this is a bit embarrassing, though, for the Royal Navy because, you know, the, the, as, you, as you know, in this day and age, everyone is, uh, you know, going on about security and, and terrorism and... Yeah, cybercrime. So, yeah. You know, losing so, of confidential data and all that sort of stuff through the, through the, the, the net. And, yeah, and they just recently did a big review. Yes, they did. Of, uh, Internet security, computer security uh, in the UK. And <laughs> then this happens. But you know what makes it more embarrassing is that it was one of the most basic ways of getting in. It was oh, just yeah, standard SQL in- injection. Yeah, SQL yeah. injection. I mean, <laughs> come on, who's. Who, who didn't patch that? Cry. I know. <laughs> so it's definitely the, the British Royal Navy, not the Romanian Royal Navy, because there's yes, probably the British Royal Navy. Uh, I figured theirs might have just been on a Commodore 64 in the corner of somewhere and just. <laughs> That would be unhackable. No one would know how to use a Commodore 64. <laughs> Good point. Indeed. Doing it in <laughs> how long, how long it would take you to get to hack it with basic? <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to write all the code by hand. Oh. You don't have a hard drive either to store it on. And then you get that. Yeah. And then you get that error and you have to sit there going through it to work out where you left, made a mistake. 
That's right. <laughs> and then you run out of line numbers because you spaced them only 10 apart and you had to insert 12 lines. And I hate that when that happens. Yeah. And it would run so very, very slowly. Oh, of course. That you would, you know, end up just doing it all by hand in machine code. <laughs> but, you know, well, let me tell you this. You know, when I was mucking around on the Commodore 64 many, many years ago and I got into machine code and I built this very short program that moved a sprite from the left-hand side of the screen to the right-hand side. So I thought it would do. That's what I thought I was coding. And I ran it. And as soon as I kicked it off, it didn't really move. It just jumped straight to the right. And it took me so long trying to debug this thing that I realized what was happening. It was moving. It was just so fast that I couldn't see it move. And I had to slow it down by 255 times. I had to put a delay loop in there. And then it, ah. then it moved and still really, really fast. Like it went whip right across the screen. Ah, it just goes to so, show you, even yeah. that 64. <laughs> well, one megahertz, you know, it's running exactly. at one megahertz. Exactly, one megahertz so is still I mean, it's, it's fast. To make, move it depends what you're pixel. doing. I mean, if you're moving a single sprite across, yeah, it's fast. If you're trying to run an operating system, it's probably very slow. Mm. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> so that's the Commodore 64 and the Romanians and the Royal Navy website in the UK. Oh, you know, there might be people out there currently browsing the web, listening to us on their Commodore 64. Do you think I've so? Ton- I've seen tons of hacks that people have done to connect their Commodore 64s to the internet. They're brilliant. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Do they go through the user port or something? Yeah. One of the expansion ports that they hook up a, a, an Ethernet to. That's crazy. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, it's one of those things, you do it because you can. Yeah, exactly. And the Commodore 64 was a great machine, wasn't it? It was. Provided me with hours and hours of entertainment. Hours and hours of frustration. (laughs) Hours and hours of waiting for the tape to load. Oh, you had a tape one. I had a tape one, then I upgraded to the disc. Yeah, we had a tape one as well. I never had a tape one. I had a a disc drive one only. Uh, Maybe I I got into the game a bit later. I get home from school and me and my friend would load a game. And then while it was loading, we'd run out for our, riding our bikes for half an hour. And then when we came back, <laughs> it was ready. So oh. then we could play. Yeah, yeah. So we did, we did like That's a bit bad. of BMXing, BMXing while we're waiting. Oh, yeah. it, was about, it was about half an hour. That's right, See, BMX bikes. Was, I remember BMX bikes. That was computer gaming that yeah. you're talking. You're talking 1985, yeah. <laughs> Built-in athletics time. Yeah. Got you up, got you around. There's no such thing yeah. as you know, being <laughs> obesity epidemics or any of that sort no. of stuff around there. <laughs> but isn't, isn't it interesting? Because I always found that the disk drive was so slow to load games as well. You'd have to wait about, I don't know, about 20 seconds or so. And sometimes you'd have to wait 40 seconds because you need to load from the other side. Until yep. they came out with those fast loaders. And then those were cool because they loaded in about, I don't know, 12 seconds. Mm. It was great. Well, oh, and, just more and impatient when they than came you out guys, with the, the know. you know the the double density the 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 floppy drives which could hold twice as much without having to flip them over. Is this the big ones, the big five and a quarter ones, or are you talking about the small ones? Well, and the five and a quarters as well. Remember when they came out with the double size, the one point four four megabyte floppy disk, the seven hundred and twenty k, which was the original ones. I think the uh, the the original five and a quarter were three twenty k. I think. Oh, they or, came or something out with, like that. Multiple iterations then. I guess they did. I suppose <laughs> if you go back far enough, you had punch card. Well, there was but a bigger we one. There was, used to be a bigger one than that. Yeah, the, the what was it? It was eight eight inches. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was a, not that I remember, but I, you remember seeing them when you went on school excursions to a university and thinking, ooh, what's that? So oh, after, ta- after famously tape, in a movie, it was it in was, the, the movie War Games. 
Did he have he, the eight? He had, oh, he had was it one of the eight-inch ones? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was introduced in 71. Yep. 100K, 100K discs. Wow. <laughs> yeah. They're like giant five and a quarter ones. Yeah, they were. That's and that's because I remember seeing them after I'd seen the five and a quarter. So I thought, what is that? <laughs> is that an improvement? Is that it's bigger, <laughs> but is that better? Like that looks weird. That's so how you said, no, They came it. before this and went, ah, okay, cool, cool. Because for a second I thought that's not the way to go. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things are supposed to be getting smaller. You're heading in the wrong direction, like because it just looks identical to yeah. And it's like, oh, we've, we've made it better. It's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they were hundred k. Wow. And uh, if I remember correctly, the five and a quarters were in fact 100K as well initially. Then they went up to 1.2 meg. It's amazing. So anyway, things have moved on a lot. Mm. And now you can get, get something the size of your fingernail that would hold like a million times. Isn't that insane? Yeah. It's great. It just it does, this does my, when I try and. Except when you lose them. Well, yeah. yeah. The size of your fingernail, you put it in a pocket <laughs> and you forget about it. Yeah. And you've got a, a, a very small piece of. Crud plastic left in your pocket after it's been through the washing machine in the dryer. <laughs> but they're cheap as chips now. Oh, excuse the pun, but they're, they're cheap as. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Can we can we move away from the Romanians and talk about the Colombians now? Because uh, you know the recent, well, not recently. It's been a little while now, but more and more so. The dot co domain name dot co, which actually belongs to Colombia, mm. uh, the Com- Colombian government. That's the country code. Yeah, it's the ah. new dot com. Mm, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty much going to be the new dot com. Really? Why? Why? Why are they saying that? Well, it's the thing is they've they've now commercialized it. They basically opened it up to anyone who wants a domain name, and it's just because you know CO like company commercial. It's got the same yeah, same yeah. Kind of thing. Because it wasn't and, until I read this article that I realized it was the Colombian domain. I really did think it was just the new ICANN way of saying, hey, okay, if you're a company. This is it. This is the new one we're releasing. I didn't realize it was actually a, a country code. Oh, no, I didn't it's realize a it was code. A, oh, okay. Just like oh, no. dot .tv. You see .tv around for a yeah, lot of media Tuvalu, television. That's, yeah, that's Tuvalu. Tuvalu. That's an island in the Pacific. Yeah, but again, I didn't realize that until, yeah. <laughs> we see, I, I came from the complete opposite angle. When I first saw .tv, I, I thought, huh? Is that a Tuvalu company? Why are these company? things coming out from Tuvalu? Yeah, I, yeah, I thought, exactly. hey, I, there's a company in Tuvalu that, that's doing this cool stuff. Yeah. But really, it was. <laughs> I looked at it the wrong people way. People going, hey, that's dot TV, and we're a TV studio. Let's get one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. You know, yeah, apparently it does. It does make sense in our current understanding of, you know, web addresses, domain names. But back when the whole thing was being thought about and being set up, that's not what they had in mind at all. Apparently, that country, was it to Tuvalu? Is it Tuvalu? Tuvalu? Yep. The licensing they get from that is really helping the country. Like they get yeah. paid a fortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a really good, yeah, for those, particularly those small countries, like, as you say, Tuvalu, it's working mm. really well for them. Because, I mean, mm. they weren't going to sell them all themselves but in that, within that country. There's no way. So no, no, absolutely. And so, yeah. Up. And if you've got something that makes sense, especially in English, because, the, you know, that's, uh, you know, a very widely spoken language, mm. you know, you get these situations where you get these domains that are, are worth a lot simply because they have a meaning. Yeah, mm. they have a meaning. So, They're a so common... Funny. Common yeah. representation, yeah. So .co is Colombian, but of course I mean cocaine. Well, actually, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, Just cocaine .co. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, speaking of it. domain names, you know the Cook Islands? Yeah, CK. The, yeah, CK. But you know what? You have to register at the co.ck, and what does that spell? <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's, that's what they, very good. Yeah, I know. They, they've actually used that. I kid you not. It's, you know, like uh, Coca-Cola.co.ck. It's a little bit weird. 
it's so ca.ck it wouldn't be weird if you're sort of like you try to access that from work and you get like yeah, you, <laughs> you get keep blocked. getting blocked and you're like what <laughs> it's like it's not you, cool yeah. uh, yes <laughs> i remember back in university going through all of the different country codes and seeing what rude words you could make out of them yeah yeah all funny words yep yeah like san marino's last one pretty good sm <laughs> And because they don't, they didn't have a, a second level then, so you could get whatever you wanted. Yes, I know where you're hitting with this one. And you know what? I must say, this is a bit of a hobby horse of mine. I don't know what it is, but you know, Australia and New Zealand and a bunch of other countries, but not many, have this idea that they want to subdivide their their namespace, and we we run three levels. So, for mm-hmm. example, New Zealand, for example, yourname.co.nz, in Australia, yourname.com.au. I don't know about that. What do you guys think? But that really, I just don't see that as well, necessary. I, I think it was a really good idea back in the beginning because it helped create that hierarchy. It helped create that idea of if it says .co.uk, it's a company in the UK. If it says .com.au, it's, it's a company. .net, it's something to do with networks. .org, it's an organization generally non-profit. Non-profit, or, yeah, but I don't see yeah. the need for it. You just... I just well, it uh, allowed uh, you it to the have value, some, I think. Well, I thought it added value. I thought it allowed you to implement a proper hierarchy, a proper um, authority behind each of those things so that you yeah, could kind of get a representation. They become meaningless. And so you end up with these companies that try and register... You know, the .net.nz, the .co.nz, and sometimes even the, the .org.nz. Yeah, I know. It went to, you know, it all fell apart when they didn't actually bother to follow through with what they'd created. They didn't put that you needed to be a registered company to get a .com or a .co.nz or any of that sort of stuff. You needed to be an actual internet provider or network uh, representative to get a .net.nz. They only kept, you know, the the academic institutes. Those are the only ones, the military ones, the government ones. Those are the only ones where you actually had to prove you well, are what they you were, were before you could get one. I don't think they were one. moderated. I know mili- the mill were, but... Yeah, Mill is, Gov is, yeah, they're, um, they're Iwi is, is in yeah. New Zealand, yeah, and but AC, AC no, is AC's, No, AC's not. You can oh, get, no, no, you can get an AC. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You can get an wow. AC.nz, which is academic for, for those outside New Zealand. Yeah, or the UK, where they also yeah, have Yeah, they use that as well, yeah, .ac.uk. I don't know how yeah. it works there, but here it is not moderated. Oh, yeah. yeah. thought it was. No. I registered myself an ACK. Yeah, you could. <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole point was it allowed you to have, well, it was supposed to allow you to have some faith in the domain that you were going to. But yeah, it just, as you said, it, it doesn't mean anything now. It all went to pot because they didn't bother doing that. So you can't have faith in it. You, people can just register whatever they want. But the whole point of it was to allow you to have some faith that what you were going to was an actual company and that it was registered somewhere and because it got a .co.nz so, or at least, you know, we've got it with .gov.nz or .mil.nz. You know, it's it's definitely them. It's not some fake site. But as you said, it never followed through. And so it does, it's meaningless now. But it had a good point when it was first done. We'll have it to just agree to disagree on this one, I think. <laughs> I, just, no, I, I think my, if they followed through on their original intention for it, yeah. that if you were a company, you had to pro- it was what you said. I'll tell you, you know what, the other thing is, you know, in Australia, and 
Cameron, you might know about this. In Australia, you can't register a .au. You have to be resident or a company or a a citizen um, of Australia. Yeah, if, you, if you're mm. going to register .au, you have to have some kind of presence. Presence, yeah. So we have to insert our what we have a an ACN number. So when you a company's over here, you might be a. I'm not sure if it's the same over there, but we have say uh, it's Drinkle Proprietary Limited, and we have an ACN, which is an Australian company number. Right, so it's and, like an, uh, a, a unique ID number for your company, yeah, right? Yeah, basically. So you can go to the government website that handles corporations, which is ASIC, the Australian and uh, Securities and Investment Corporation. They handle the regulation of companies and everything and business names and everything in this country. You can type in that number and you can download searches on us, get all the details of the company, what we've done, what we haven't done, whatever. So but you can also just be a citizen as well. You don't have to be a company to register a name, right? Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's um, – I'm not, I'm not really sure. I've never done one on my own. So I want to register, yeah, cameroncolley.com.au. I'm not sure how that would work. Well, maybe mm. for .coms, they do require you to have something that, you know, an ACN. Ah, well, maybe this goes back to what, yeah, what yeah, you're no, saying. Yeah. So so you can com- have some com- confidence that if you type in blah, blah, blah.com.au that it is an actual company from yeah. Australia. Yeah. You've got some confidence in that. It's not going to be some random malicious site unless it's been hacked. Well, apparently – have a a proper presence that can be tracked down. Yeah. Apparently they did it to, to stop on the, because uh, they saw what happened with all the cyber squatters with the dot-coms, because dot-coms are pretty much a free-for-all. Yeah. You don't, you don't need anything to get one of those. And so to cut that down, to stop people from coming along and registering coca-cola.com.au, pepsi.com.au, and not having any interest, you had to provide an ACN. So that's what they've oh, done. I see. So right. maybe if I just registered... .net.au or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whether it was... If I said, oh, look, I want cameroncolley.com.au, they saw that well, that was my name, so they realized, well, he's got an interest. It's just not a company. It's his own personal site for a blog or whatever. Mm. So it, they, they just seem to, to, to... You have to have some sort of interest in the name. But it's yeah, weird. There, there are some I've, countries that do that. There, there's a few countries that do that. Canada was one of those. Yeah, well, you just need the Canadian address. That's the weird thing. I'm not sure how that is over here. Possibly, yeah. I do know that it, it, it's, it's become a bit lax over here in the last couple of years because I managed to register a couple of, um, a whole bunch of domain names for SEO purposes. So buycheapbeard.com.au or pino.com.au or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could grab those using my same company ACN that I had and they didn't question it. They just said, yeah, it's fine, off you go. Because yeah, so, you do, you well, already prove right. that you've got an ACN, and you Possibly. just get whatever domain mm. names that you want yeah, for yeah. your for your business. Pro- yeah, I think that, yeah, but, but I think there's a list okay? of yeah, there's a list as well. Like you can't even if you wanted to get Facebook.com.au, you couldn't. Oh really? Even, yeah, 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 yeah. Even it if did, you're not using it to to do another social network. No, no, purely not. They've they've really cracked down that sort of. Thing. Oh right, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, from domain names, but that mystery missile. How about that? <laughs> is that a missile off the coast of uh, California? It's well, crazy. Yeah, nobody saw an actual missile. Only, <laughs> the only thing anybody ever saw was the trail. Mm. Well, you know, for a while, for the, you know, for the first part of the week, people were kind of wondering what this missile was. The US government and the uh, defense forces there, weren't, they basically said, we've come up with nothing. We don't know. We uh, don't know what two, it is. two words, two words. Stark Industries. <laughs> it's Iron Man. Yes, indeed. it is. It's Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does live off the coast of Southern California. That's right. That's exactly it. Oh, I thought it might have been uh, Bruce Simpson, our, our missile man here. 
Because <laughs> he's been going on about wanting to test his cruise missiles here for a long time. And, yeah, uh, but he, he, w- he wouldn't do it there. No, well, no. Well, yeah. They wouldn't let him into the country. No, that's true. I th- he's already on a watch list anyway. Exactly. They wouldn't let him into the country. There's no way he'd be able to launch that and test his cruise missile off of the southern coast of California. <laughs> well, you know I'm, what? The, the thing is with, the, with, that story, with this story now, the Pentagon has now come out and said, well, it believes it's a, a contrail, a condensation trail from an aircraft. Although... Now that this has happened, you got to wonder: Are they now just saying that to cover it up? Oh, I think so. I know. I, I really. I. I used to love my conspiracy theories. I'm a bit open them now because I think it's just it's human nature to come up with weird and wacky ideas for things that we don't understand. And uh, yeah. so I'm really sort of anti sort of um, conspiracy theory. But I'm, I'm. This just seems like oh, we didn't. We don't know what this is. We're going to investigate. Oh, it's just swamp gas reflecting off a cloud. Like this is just. <laughs> it's just like come on. Now they reckon they've suddenly discovered what it is i don't yeah, think so after and it's such a lame answer going, like oh, yeah like, well, like the pentagon could narrow down that it was an aircraft well, yeah, i must that's the bit i guess that look yeah. I'm, i don't want to go down the conspiracy theory line too much because you know i don't actually subscribe to them too much either but i have to say surely they must know where their planes are at any one moment they, they should be able to just look that stuff up mm-hmm. yeah you know, that's so the bit that again, makes me think well we're looking at a large mm-hmm. bureaucracy here large bureaucracy where most of their departments do not share information with their other departments. So Yeah, but the it, Pentagon, come on, the Pentagon just... No, the, even the Pentagon can't snap their fingers and get all of the other departments to suddenly give them information. Really? You, 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 you're you thinking think far... Hollywood, Hollywood movies suggest otherwise. Hollywood movies are quite <laughs> Hollywood movie, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just It does seem a bit suspicious to me, I think. And I think I think I think if anything, it's more than likely something they don't want to admit that that, that got past them. So you, so you think it was actually a military test? Yeah. No, I think it might have been either. It's a private thing. It, it oh, I see. You think been that, a right. semi a semi terrorist type thing where they've they've actually come across you know some unit has gotten inside, built this thing, shot it off, and gone. This is how close we were, and they don't want to admit that, so they can't turn around and say, "Hey, we've arrested these people for shooting off." you know, a missile from, from America because people go, um, you're meant to be protecting us. If it was yeah. a terrorist thing, we would have heard about it. Possibly. Yeah, look, at the, look at the number of times that, you know, terrorist organizations from all around the world are claiming all kinds of different things. Mm. Somebody would have jumped on this. Probably. No matter how fast the American government might have cracked down on whoever fired it, if it was something, yeah. some, uh, some guy in a, some guy in a cave would have made claim to have uh, yeah. been responsible for that. Exactly, exactly. I think if it's if it's not an aircraft, it is more than likely going to be an amateur rocketeer, of which Southern California is full of them, launching something he didn't have permission to launch. But this was fifty-five k's west off the coast. This is quite a way off the coast. That's where the contrail was when they saw it. Who's to say that atmosphere? Well, didn't, I, I thought they were pretty convinced that that's, that's where it came from, around the area <laughs> it came from. I don't know, but well, I haven't seen anything which says anybody saw what made the trail. Did you guys see yeah. the video? I have by the way, seen the trail, but not anything which showed something making the trail. Only the after effects. Did you guys watch the video? No, no, no I haven't seen the video. There's a good video on the on the uh, on the net. You know that thing I I don't use. 
Yeah. Well, you should crank up your Commodore 64 and shoot us through a link. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll send you the machine code instructions. <laughs> I'm expecting a tape of the video in the mail. <laughs> How do you think this uh, podcast gets to the server, mate? It's on a tape, yeah. trust me. Yeah. <laughs> it's on a tape that's on attached a, to a pigeon's leg. It's on a C90 because, <laughs> you know, I used to run out after a the one hour limit but you know it's a it's an interesting video to watch because it does look like a missile some rocket or something but on the other hand i don't know you i don't know what to think really well yeah i'm watching the video right now and all i can see is nothing showing the actual thing that's making it it's just images of the trail already formed in the sky you know but there's one where you can see it actually moving and making more trail uh, you don't see it starting, but you, you see it progressing. Maybe there's a number of videos out there, I don't know. But that's, Are you that's, sure it's not just stuff in the atmosphere with the wind blowing oh, look, it? Maybe, it maybe like it's been suspending? photoshopped or something, I don't know. Who knows? But if, the, yeah, you, if there was footage of it actually showing something, creating it, you would think that well, they I wouldn't thought that's be what able I to pass off that it was an aircraft as their explanation. They would have gone, no, nah, it was one of our missiles. We were testing because I think it would be people would just pass off it was a missile test as it was a missile test to have something which looks like it could be a missile test and people seeing something creating this trail that looked like a missile and then passing it off as an airplane is kind of silly. (laughs) Who in whatever government department would have come up with that as the cover story? Well, you know, the thing is, we'll, we'll never know. And even if the government tells you the truth, there'll be people, and maybe I'm one of those, I don't know, that will, I guess, doubt that. You, mm. We won't know. So I guess you just Indeed. have to uh, form your own opinion and move brilliant. on. We love doing those things. Well, yes, that's exa- as we said earlier, that's human nature, isn't it? Yep. Alrighty, and that concludes the international stories for this week. What say we take our customary little musical interlude, and after the break, we'll come back with the New Zealand stories. Don't go away. Welcome back. What a relief. APN has actually announced, APN, by the way, is one of New Zealand's largest media companies, has announced that it won't be implementing a paywall for its media sites. Excellent. So we'll still be after in New Zealand at least (laughs) read our daily news on the internet without having to subscribe. Obviously doesn't belong to, what's his face? What's the guy? Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch. That's the one I'm thinking of. This is obviously the, the opposition. So look, this is great news, and I do wonder though, what how are they going to make their money? Well, they say that they are they make their money based off of advertising. Advertising revenue is what funds their news gathering. Oh, that worries me a little bit though, because I'm not convinced that they can make enough from that, and that if they don't, what's the quality of the of the news going to be? Mm, well, you know, you would think that they will have done their numbers <laughs> for them to decide to do something one way or another. This is a large organization we're talking about here. They haven't ruled out completely not providing paid for premium content. Yeah, that's right. They talked about deliver that through their brand new iPad application. Yeah, so I I think what they're saying is that there'll always be some content for free. May not be their their generic sort of content. They will always provide for free. That, but they might have some value added stuff, some premium content that they will provide through its through their iPad application. What a breath of fresh air! Isn't that a much better model? Yeah, (laughs) I like being able to 
check out what's happening on the news of the day. Are okay. they just not making money like from from advertising? Is that is that not happening over there? Well, I, I guess Rupert Murdoch is not liking the amount of money they're making from advertising. Yeah, I think that's what it, I think you're spot on. They that they are making some, but I think they they want a lot more. So it's not it's not the same as what they would have been getting from newspapers, so to speak. That's my understanding, yeah. yeah. But it's not. Mm. And mm. I, I guess, you know, they want to sustain it's a bit like the music industry, you know, as well. They want to sustain their their, their old models and mm. the same. Yeah, levels. they want to keep their old models with their old levels and they're not adapting to the the changing environment, the changing economics and the changing way of people engaging in commerce. But you know, I have had this discussion with you, Brett, haven't I, off off the show, that mm. I don't I personally don't think it has to be free to every person. They need put it this way, they need to make their money. They've got reporters fishing mm. out the stories. They need to get paid. They need to have yep. editors and all the rest. Yep. So there has to be money coming in somehow. And yeah. I guess the and question is, what's, if, the, what's the model going to be? Well, indeed. And APN says that their advertising-based model is working fine. Well, I hope they're right because uh, I like that model. So well, good, yeah. on, good on APN. They say that 80% mm. of their revenue comes from advertising. So that's a huge amount of revenue. Where does the other 20 come from? The other 20, probably uh, investments. and okay. What about hard copy sales? And hard copy sales. Oh, okay, of course. That's, yeah. that, that's what it would be, I, I think. Yeah. I'm guess, we're guessing here. Yeah. So do you, do you have a newspaper over there called Stuff? <laughs> no, it's just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> a website. <laughs> yeah, you like that, don't you? I love it. I just think that's just Stuff. It's like we should have just things.com. Things. Com. There you go. There's an yeah, idea for you. You, you, you should that. register that. Yeah, yeah under I your uh, ACN number. That's it. Things. Things. Things.com.au. <laughs> Anything that pops up. <laughs> yeah, could be affiliated to stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Yes. Uh, things things actually, stuff. we could get things.co.nz, or is that taken? I don't know. <laughs> I imagine it is. You know, you could get bits.co.uk. That's, sure. That'll be taken, surely. Things.co.nz is taken, by the way. Someone, ah. tur- TurboWeb in Dunedin. Yeah. So we, we can't use that. But anyway, yeah, no, it's, I know it's a crazy name, stuff. It's kind of cool, but yeah, I, I tend to read nzherald.co.nz. Okay. The opposition. Uh, I go to stuff. Do you? It's easy to remember. Yeah, I, well, I just type nz and then it, you know, browser auto fills. I, I think it's only strange for Australians because you, you know the Kiwis that you work with. Even if they haven't, even if they're not, they've been ahead and they've, they've lost their accent. You walk past the lunchtime and there's, you know, stuff.co.nz open. You're like, oh, I didn't realize you're from New Zealand. And they don't think it's weird. They think it's perfectly normal for a newspaper to be called that or some sort of online news thing. And like, yeah, what's, like what's are you serious? Yeah, what's exactly. wrong with that? It's, it's stuff. Just, <laughs> you, you go to look at some stuff. But it sounds like like the National Enquirer. Just like I would imagine, you know, a large, you know, a large mower bird was seen running down the main street. Would be seen on stuff.co.nz, where it's just this random type, made up news type well, thing. Well, no, that would that would go the under onion. the section odd stuff. Odd stuff, right? Yes, odd stuff is this is this section yes. of stuff where they put those random things like you know, yes. world's yeah, largest <laughs> pizza made. Exactly. Yes. Those weird things and all their cutesy stories go under cute stuff. Oh, it's great. It's goodness. a brilliant name. Stuff.co.nz. Uh, look, you know, the more I find out, the more I'm glad I don't read that site. Oh. The NZ Herald for me. So who, who owns NZ? It's like yeah. read my local newspaper from back in Taranaki. So uh, NZ Herald, is that uh, a Murdoch owned or Fairfax? So that, that's a- APN. It's APN, yeah. Which, oh, is, APN. which is what we were talking about, the, the ones that will be free. Ah, so Brett, you'll have to pay for your stuff. 
<laughs> what are you going to do there? Stuff is Fairfax. It's, yeah, stuff is Fairfax, which is just no, Murdoch, no, right? No, Fairfax anything. is Fairfax. It's oh, is it? Oh, is it separate, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's different, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. right. I've not heard anything about stuff becoming a, a pay-for site. Oh, I've okay, got, so stuff's not know, part of Rupert Murdoch's stuff. I think, so. I think they're, quite, they're quite clear that no one's going to pay for that. Who wants to pay for stuff anyway? Everybody pays for stuff. You pay for stuff every day. Yeah, you're just using buns. Alrighty, so is that our, is that our New Zealand stories or have we got one more? We've got one more. We have indeed. Be, yeah, be careful what you do on Facebook. Oh, yeah. That's that's part of the story because basically the story is the Wellington man has been jailed for posting a photograph of his naked ex-girlfriend on the social networking site Facebook in what is believed to be a legal first. Now, I have to point out, though, this was only Wait, a contributing... He's the first person yes. to post a picture of his ex-girlfriend. No, it's only a contributing factor. This posting of the picture is only a contributing factor to his... No one's ever done this before. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, the first to be jailed for it, absolutely. Thanks for the uh, for raising that. But um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's uh, it's... I have to point out, there were other things that contributed to his uh, but, conviction. But none of those would have been anywhere near as interesting a headline as but Mad I Jack think that's exactly what... Facebook, yeah. make it Facebook photo. Because look, let's, let's read some of the things he did. There were things like threatening to kill, willful mm. damage, theft yep. of the women's clothes, and mm. assault. So, yep. uh, you know, to be honest, I think that's probably what makes up the bulk of his, uh, yeah. how, how many years he got. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. this is a bit of a headline grab, as, as you say. But hey, you know, it's um, it is a bit of a warning because let's face it, doing silly things on Facebook can actually land you in hot water. Yeah, we've we've had tons of other stories which we've talked about where people doing stupid things on Facebook has ended up biting them in the butt. And this is another one: think before you post, and definitely don't post naked pictures of your ex because you're angry with them because oh, it's going to no, come back and bite you. No, he, he posted on her page and then opened her page up to the public. I mean, that's... Oh, indeed. He had... Then, well, that was her stupid fault for giving him access, for allowing him to know what well, her password was. Yeah. And then when they broke up, not changing it straight away. <laughs> that was kind of silly. Yeah, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was. But it, so there's a lesson was there for fault, everybody though. out there. Don't tell other people your password. Yeah, all right. She shouldn't have done that, but it wasn't her fault that he. No, did no, what he, did. he was still being completely unreasonable. Oh, absolutely, complete idiot. <laughs> so there you go. Be careful what you do on Facebook or anywhere yes. else for that matter. Yeah, and yeah, just be careful out there because the internet so is a dangerous place, and it's somewhere where I don't go because I don't use the internet. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> I use Commodore sixty four tapes. Yes, and you get all of your ideas for stories off of the local paper. Yeah, of course I do. That you read while you're eating the fish and chips out of it. <laughs> so, so your idea of file sharing is really just going in your mate's place and swapping like five and a quarter inch discs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can only do that with like one or two people now because they're the only other people in this country who still have those. <laughs> <laughs> sharing copies of Qbert and stuff. <laughs> Oh, look, I'm going to wrap this up before this gets out of hand. Cameron, I want to thank you very much for joining us on the panel this week. It's been fantastic having you on the show. No problem. It's been great. And uh, look, do keep us up to date with what's happening with uh, Drinkle. I've certainly signed up because I really want my booze to be cheaper. Cool. I want to find yeah. the right drink at the right price at the right place. It's it's uh, a bottle of Malibu for you, isn't it? Or Contro or something, I believe? Uh, Contro, yeah. good, Absolutely. Good, good memory. <laughs> yeah. And Brett, thank you once again, as usual, for being my co-host. 
Always a pleasure, Ed. Okay, and we'll wrap this up. That was episode 92. Thank you very much, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.